0: The Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together to help our world through this crisis. Episode number 18, A Strange Shopping Expedition. Abby appears to be in danger. As Glenda drove the truck back to town, Phoebe stood behind the cab and enjoyed the wind in her hair and the chance to think about her unexpected meeting with Jeremy, an interesting new stranger in town.
1: He's staying in that loft. And that guitar must be his. I bet he's got a toothbrush in that foul bathroom.
0: Glenda turned left on Main Street and pulled into an open parking spot right in front of the toy store.
1: The toy store is still closed. Um I'm going to hypnotize myself, not to think about it.
0: Phoebe limped along to the coffee shop. (laughs) Just in time to watch Penny head for the back shelves and find them completely empty. She turned and approached Sammy with a look of anxiety.
1: No delivery? What's going on here, Sammy?
2: Oh, sorry, but you know how it is with this stuff. It sells itself.
1: Ah, uh, that's all right. I'll just talk to Chi-Chi. I only wanted a few things today anyways. And the party is still three days away.
2: Well, I'll save you anything that comes in. And Fred Peterson and Tom Winkle have their roadside stands just outside of town. You know, I was thinking, since you're having such a big event, Why not ask Fred to bring his market wagon and sell produce, chicken, eggs, cheese, all sorts of things from your front yard? Your guests will find it convenient to buy, and if you run out of anything, it's right there for you.
1: Sammy, an idea of genius.
0: Meanwhile, Tiny came close to Phoebe and threw her arms in the air, her signal that she wanted to be picked up. Phoebe obliged, holding her just under the arms and raising her high in the air and spun her around to give her a view of everything.
3: Mommy, look at me! Look at me!
2: Hey, Penny, wait a sec! What have you got in that bag? I sure could use a few loaves and maybe a couple of dozen muffins. We'll sell them all today. I know you like to trade, but remember... Cash is always useful, too.
0: After a brief negotiation, the small group walked back to the truck with an empty canvas bag.
1: We're right across the street from Scudders. Let's pick up the drinks. Just juice, beer, and club soda. Sammy will save us anything Chi-Chi brings in for the next couple of days. We'll come back on Thursday. That is... If it's okay with you, Glenda. Oh, that's fine. I don't start school until the end of August. And hopefully, Tiny will start preschool next week. Oh, fantastic. This will work out perfectly. Let's get juice, beer, and club soda for maybe 50 people. That's a lot to carry for this trip. And then I'll make lunch for everyone at my house. How does that sound? It's good for Tiny and me, but just so you know, we're due at Tiny's grandparents at two o'clock. I'll get a parking ticket here. New rules, you know.
2: I'll just move the truck to Scudder's lot.
0: In a few minutes, they were deep in the colossal supermarket, piling containers of juice into their cart. Suddenly, they were surprised to hear raised voices from a back office.
2: But I'm the buyer! You've got to tell me the source of these goods!
0: They were all shocked to see Abby suddenly appear, moving quickly into view while speaking back over her shoulder.
3: You don't own me!
0: As Abby hurried on by, her eyes met Phoebe's in surprise for a moment of recognition, and then she was gone. Shopping in Scudders Market Phoebe, Penny, Tiny, and Glenda were stunned to see Scudder follow Abby up the aisle at a rapid pace, calling her to stop. I'm sorry, you
2: must understand, we don't run across products like these every day. Our customers are interested, and so am I. Please come back!
0: But Abby continued walking out of the store without a backward glance. Scudder was left standing at the sliding door, uncertain what to do next. He looked well-dressed, but out of place in penny loafers, pressed slacks, a well-ironed pale yellow shirt and a dark blue blazer with a college emblem on the side. Despite the intense air conditioning, he wiped the sweat from his brow with a white handkerchief. A security guard hurried to the scene, but Scudder waved him away. Seeing Penny with a full shopping cart, he tried to smile.
2: (laughs) Uh, uh, Good to see you, uh, uh, Penny. Yeah, uh, uh, Rumor has it uh, you're having a party. Glad to see you're buying here.
0: (laughs) Penny was staring vaguely into space, her face as white as a sheet. The awkward silence grew longer. Uh,
2: Everything okay?
0: Penny's eyes suddenly focused and she managed to smile.
2: Of course,
1: and please come by on Friday evening.
0: At that moment, a very tall, very thin older man in a dark suit walked up the aisle. There you are, Scudder, a quick word privately, if I may. He nodded at the others with his long, narrow head. His thin lips smiled and pale brown eyes stared at them one by one with smoldering ferocity. His long, sharp nose looked violent, like a weapon. He seemed to take Scudder into custody. Placing a hand on his back and leaning down to Scudder's ear, he walked him back toward the office.
1: I saw that man a few days ago. That's Milton Murphy. I thought that was him.
0: The line moved forward, and Glenda began to unload the containers onto the counter. The young cashier looked up. Hey, Glenda.
1: George, I didn't know you worked here. Aren't you over at the toy store?
2: Oh, Gilligan doesn't have enough business to keep me. I wish he did.
1: Hey George, how's things?
0: Oh, okay, I guess. All of a sudden, George noticed Phoebe further back in line. Phoebe, I heard you were coming back.
1: Hi George, I've missed you. George, we're having a party Friday night at my house. 12 Main Street, across from the big field.
2: (laughs) I know, I'll be there. Your mom called.
0: As George added up the items on the register, Phoebe stole a glance at him. He looked different, a bit taller and thinner than before, his cheekbones more prominent. His brown hair was no longer shaved above the ears. His button-down white shirt was nothing like the ragged t-shirts he used to wear. He looked up and caught Phoebe's gaze. His blue-gray eyes tried to smile, but the pain of long ago was still evident. The new lines in his face conveyed more suffering and more character. They could not tear their eyes away from each other. To ease the embarrassment, George waved and she waved back and smiled. A few minutes later, Penny, Glenda, Tiny, and Phoebe were headed for home.
3: I want Abby to come back. Can we ask Abby to come back?
1: Of course we can. We'll do everything to find her. I want to help find Abby.
0: But the manner of Abby's departure had left a cloud of gloom and worry over them all.
3: Ground. but if I hear you say it's all okay, there's nothing compares with that sound. stumbling through my day, and there's no light upon the way. There's nothing I can see, it's dark as can be. Hold my hand and see me through. I'm lost if I don't shape that I'm in. God help the shape that I'm in. Just come back to me. Who's Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, www.protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.